Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Diddy Escobar, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. Your Plugs Plug, a.k.a. My phone hasn't stopped going off since yesterday morning. And we're here. And to my left, I have my co-host. Hey, niggas. Bert and Ernie go together. Niggas knew that, though. Like, anyone who, like, niggas know that they was, like, a couple. Like, that's not, that's one of those things that's, like, duh. Um, anyways, and welcome to another episode of the Future Shot Podcast. We are on episode 46 because I actually took the time and went back and counted all the episodes we uploaded. So this is the 46th one. So you're welcome. Ooh, I was right-ish last week. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Slightly. I think none of them was... I guess I like 48. I think no one was, like, legitimately right, but, uh, I think, yeah. So episode 46. Um, so, first before we go, we're recording this on my mama's birthday. Shout out to mom. She's not going to hear this because she don't listen to the podcast because otherwise she might have a heart attack. But shout out to mom. We love you. Appreciate you. Go you. How's your weekend? This boy didn't do anything. Oh, except for I'm dating a white guy now. Mm-mm-mm. Mm, mm, mm. Well, I mean, we're going to touch into it a little bit because that, that was one of the things you want to talk about. We're going to speak on it a little bit. <laughs> hey, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> um. So, but yeah, I honestly, like, this is usually I have like an exciting story. I don't have one. I didn't really do shit. I, I, I stayed in the house. I volunteered. Oh, I do have one story. So, Friday, I, 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 I kind of called the night early because I had to do this volunteer shift early in the morning for the, the Cincinnati Children's 5K going on at Paul Brown Stadium. So, I was like, you know what? I got to be up there at 6.30 in the morning. Probably not the best idea to be out kicking it to 2.30 in the morning. Just makes sense. Especially one nun going on that was really worth me losing that much sleep. So I get there, do my thing, um, and I had, there's two reminders that Cincinnati is still Ohio, and Ohio's still very much a state that voted for y'all president. So first, I see a Blue Lives Matter shirt. So, you know, I was at the Cincinnati Children's 5K, Paul Brown Stadium. So I see a Blue Lives Matter shirt worn un un ironically like he wore it on purpose as like a thing and i'm like (sighs) at this point you know a lot of black people i feel like are tired of explaining why blue lives matter isn't a real thing because you can become not blue when you take off uniform i can't take off blackness but we've gotten to that point a, a little bit so that was annoying but you know I'm working, so I have to be somewhat presentable and somewhat professional. I can't just roll my eyes. But then, this suburban white woman said some one of the most asinine statements I think I have ever heard in my life. She said, and I quote, the, the fact that they don't have wrap snacks in her suburban grocery store, that they only sell it in the inner city, is racist. I, the white woman said that. The white woman, the suburban whole. F- disagree with her. It's it literally not racist. You because because it can't be racist. Why can't they sell the wrap snacks out in the suburbs? Because as a marketing demographic, <laughs> I know why. <laughs> it's like, but it was one of the things where you know how some you you say it as a joke because because you like to troll me. She was dead ass serious. Like she was like, I think it's racist, and I'm like, I want to write. I'm like, she said it's racist. It's racist. She can't experience racism. She said it's racist. You're not gonna troll me today. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I refuse. So for any person, for anyone who listens, you do see. Stop. Stop. I was li- listen. I was actually talking about the show, not what I got going on over here. But go ahead with your statement. <laughs> you did. <laughs> But anyways, it's like it really kind of hit home for me 
that people, I mean, people are just oblivious to a whole bunch of shit. Like, I knew that. But, like, the fact that, like, everyone has their blind spots, I think, is what is what kind of hit for me. Because, like, that white woman, you know, probably thinks she's, like, some sort of, like, liberal. Probably thinks she's out here, you know, unproblematic. And doesn't realize how problematic and stupid that statement is. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I watched I watched college football and NFL football all uh, weekend because it's a stress reliever and it makes me happy. I watched football at work. One of the dads had it playing on his phone, and we watched it together. <laughs> While his wife was out here shopping, he was just like, "Yep, no, she was in there." <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> we we not we not gonna go into it. No, I try not to like talk about work. Outside of work. I, I feel it. We'll talk about that later. Okay. So. I feel like one of your topics kind of like. Dives into. Dives into. Because I told you what we talked about in therapy today. All right. So. So which one we want to start with? Do we want to start with your topics or mine? Well, let's do insecure recap. Let's do, okay, let's wrap. Let's wrap. Let's recap insecure first. To put we, I, it's in the notes. It's just, no, it's it is. Oh, it's at the top. Mm-hmm. It was under. I didn't see it. <laughs> Reading's fundamental. Y'all got the clap. Issa's so petty. Y'all got the clap. Issa's so petty. She, and you know she did a, this is a purely a petty move. I bet your dick is on fire, ain't it? Ain't it? All right. So, so this episode. <laughs> You and you are so happy, and it annoys me so much. This episode kind of <laughs> so this episode st- kind of picks back up right where the cliffhanger left off. And so Issa asked Lawrence, like, "Hey, how you been? What you been up to?" Goes to a cutscene of Lawrence flourishing in his job and flourishing with these women. Like there's like four or five different sex scenes, um, and flashes back with him saying, "Oh, you know, not much." So then um, it flashes to Lawrence going to the clinic um, and catching a little case of chlamydia. Um, I hear that noise clap. You're so petty. <laughs> you're so petty. You're about as petty as Issa for right for making Lawrence the one to get the STD. All this out, raw fucking that y'all been doing this entire time, and Lawrence is the one that gets STD. For fucking conspiracy. First of all, every time y'all get mad at Issa about <laughs> about condoms, she always point out where they were. Even when Lawrence had that threesome last season, remember when mm-hmm. he was about to, or did he have it? He had it. He just wasn't into it. It just yeah, pretty much. He had yeah, it. And she said, uh, "Did you look at the nightstand? They're right there." But all this fucking and learn someone that's petty, Issa, and you know it's petty. Honestly, statistically, sounds about right. But um, so then at least he at least he got something that goes away. Like he he ain't getting nothing stuck with him forever. You know they got that fleshy and gonorrhea now. I ain't having no raw sex with y'all. Hoo child, oh man. Long, for real, for real, don't play about getting tested. Like get tested every often. Every new partner, every breakup, and get back together. And even if you're not fucking, every six months at at minimum, get tested. And I know when you go get birth control, they make you get tested. Get tested. And it's, it, I'm not on birth control. I ain't doing that either. Mainly because my insurance is up in November, and, well, we're living a creative life over here. So, just in <laughs> case, I'm getting an IUD. Yeah. Takes care of that for five years at least. Until, until you have that baby to come out holding the IUD, like no for, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. <laughs> no, we'll never get that far. <laughs> okay. If I don't want a kid. I'm not having a kid. I was like, all right, all right. Um, but then so rest of the episode kind of deals with um Tiffany's baby shower. Um, I feel bad for Kylie. And so Tiffany had a whole separate group of friends playing the baby shower. Um, Kelly kind of you know was. Had her feelings hurt because she didn't, you know, Tiffany didn't kind of ask her to do it because she didn't didn't have a kid, so she quote unquote wouldn't understand. Um, y'all saved your Nathan on the run. That nigga, that nigga, that nigga doing a race. He's a felon. I just <laughs> that nigga doing a race. <laughs> you know why? Because he kind of looks like the, the, the felon nigga, the Jeremy. Felon Bay. Yeah, I'm not gonna call him felon, but he kind of looks like the felon nigga. Okay. Um, felon 
Hey, that nigga got the bag and didn't fumble it. He has a billionaire now. Salute, King. We see you. Um, Molly, Molly and Dro had their little icy cold conversation, and then Molly had the nerve to feel some type of way that Dro got his whole ass wife pregnant. Um, other than that, I mean, what else happened? What else happened? Um, Issa's trying to start her little block party situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Lawrence realizing like I can't fuck all these hoes all the time at thirty two. I ain't at 32 yet, so I can't necessarily relate to him, but, you know, I feel him. Um, oh, yeah, Chad, Chad's fiance broke up with him, called off the marriage because he was out here fondling some strippers. He titty-fucked two strippers. Yeah, was, Talk about some who told her. Bitch, you t- fuck you. At least it wasn't a fuck fuck. It was just a cheat. He did fuck them. They said titty fuck. They ain't say fuck he fuck. He fucked them. There ain't no way you pulling out your dick titty fucking and be like, oh, let me bust in your face and call it a day. Please. I mean, if you got a wife you get married to, maybe you think that's a line. Maybe you think I didn't stick it in her. It don't count. I don't know what the, I don't know what the rules are. I'm just not. We out here assuming. But anyway, Shorty was like you. She heard the word fuck and was like, oh, I'm out. Which, you know I draw the line of cheating. So, um, oh, I draw the line of anything, but you know cheating. I'm out. I was like, you draw, you draw the line of that nigga to call you too much while you playing. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, long story short, man, that was it was a decent episode. Of, it was a little bit of a, a, it wasn't as good as the previous episode. I don't think. I like this one more really? because here's the thing. So Telly, Austin, and I watched this episode together. And after we're done, Austin, I, was, I turned to Austin and I said, I feel kind of somber about it. And I was like, but these are the things, like, these are the real things that happen in our lives, but not the conversations we have. Like, we don't like to talk about how we get ghosted by somebody who one day told us they had feelings for us and the next day they kind of just, like, disappear. Right. Or Molly dealing with being the side chick and then, like, finding out that he got his wife pregnant. But then it's like, how do you deal with the no breakup breakup? Also, also, I think one thing that I did notice, um, where if if this version of Lawrence, but you know, besides the clap, if this version of Lawrence and this version of Issa was what we saw, they would still be together. They would still be together. And that's another thing. What happens when you and another person finally get to aspects where you feel like you're full full range adults and you're prospering in life, and then you reconnect with somebody, but. It was interesting just the position because Issa's like, I got a new man. Like, she's not about to tell him she's not, you know. And I think it was only, like, a couple of days. Right. And and Lawrence also ain't going to tell her that he'd been he, fucking ha- half the city. Right. But <laughs> you can tell when they walked away from that conversation. And um, what's, what's her name? Amanda Seal. Uh, oh, Tiffany. Tiffany. Tiffany's husband was like, oh, I saw y'all talking. And he was like, yeah, it was good. Like, this is a different space. And her husband was like, mm-hmm, nigga, like. You feel away, and then remember from the previous last week. There's a later episode where Lawrence calls Issa. We don't know what happens. It's also insecure writing. You don't know what happens. And also, and and if somebody said this on Twitter. I forget the person, but Insecure does a great job of like splicing the clips into a preview that makes you think something's going to happen, and it goes an entirely different way, like. I thought we were going to get something totally different as far as, like, the the baby shower scene, whereas Lawrence, Dro, Molly, and Issa, then we did because of how they spliced up. But it was, I like the way. No, I'm not saying, I'm not. No, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying I liked how it played Because because there's there's aspects of realism and there's aspects of fantasy and insecure, but the real parts is like, look, because I, Dro acted like a lot of people would act when you when someone goes you know tries to be cordial like oh we being cordial now huh all right cool like it's just one of those things where I think that aspect of realism I hate the fact that they they got eight episodes like I feel like they should get like ten at least at least flesh it out a little bit more um because it's all gonna come a crap it's like you got an hour left in the entire season to tell this story. And there's so many different, excuse me, there's so many different variables that need to be tied up. How are you going to do it in an hour's worth of storytelling? But, because we don't even know what happened to Daniel. We know Daniel's, oh. And, but that's the thing. So, you know when 
you and somebody break up, mm-hmm. and then like you finally get to a space where you just like you good, mm-hmm. and then and then everybody just pop back up. Yeah. I feel like that's what's like. I feel like East is the type of writer to write that into the show. Like you're gonna get an episode where it's Daniel, Nathan, and Nathan, just all in the same spot for whatever Not reason. Even in the same spot, or like even just hitting her up simultaneously and watch it be the season finale. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because that sounds like something she would write. Um, but long story short, um, shout out to Issa. I ain't watching a nary bit of the Emmys. To who? I don't. So I don't know who won about whatever. But I know she was nominated. No, Donald Glover was nominated. No, a bunch of black actors and actresses were nominated. Hope they all got what they deserved. Um, so now we wrapped up Insecure. Now, what do you want to start with? Um, before we wrap up Insecure, there was a slight understory that was started to be put in there, and it was Molly dating the Asian guy. And she said, and who I related to this, I always saw myself dating black. Like, who wants to have to teach somebody their culture? And I told my friends, like, once I started dating this guy, I was like, I don't want to have to explain why I say nigga all the time. And I say nigga a lot. You do. You do. You do. So I guess we can talk about interracial relationships. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could touch on it. So, so um, have you dated all of your race? Yeah, I've dated um younger me. Younger me has. Um, I think the last nine black person I dated, um, like legit seriously dated, was like a couple years, first couple first years of college. Um. And that was more so. I went to Miami. It was a proximity thing. Like there's only so many. Black people at Miami, um, and if you aren't around all of them, it just is what it is. Um, and so, like now, I mean, love is love is love. Like if I fall in love with someone who's out of my race, I you know you can't fight that. Um, my preference is kind of similar to what Molly like. I don't want to. I don't want to teach some. I don't ha- want to have to be in a position to be your representative of a culture um where like you're looking to you're looking for me to a- answer everything it's like at this point interracial dating to me also almost seems like when you go to watch a movie with someone and they ask all the questions in the movie like what, what when when did this happen what what does this ha- like what does this mean and like you just ask mad questions and you're just like shut the fuck up and watch a movie that's what interracial dating is to me at this point, where it's like, I don't want to be in a relationship where you're asking me questions all throughout the movie, and I can't even enjoy the culture, I can't even enjoy the movie, because I gotta answer your questions about it. Um, however, like my like my brother Will said last week, if I am gonna date a white girl, I don't want a white girl who acts black. Like, who who, who acts, and, and I hate the, word, the term acting black, but every, you know what I mean. I don't want that, like, who's trying to, like, fake the Fake the, fuck fake the culture. Yeah, don't fake the culture. If you in the culture, you in the culture, but don't fake it. Because if I wanted someone who was faking the culture, I'd just get somebody who's in the culture. Um, but that's me. That's my. That's my. That's my initial view on it. What's up with you? Um, um, everybody in my mom's side of the family, half the niggas are in interracial relationships. So I've kind of grown up around it. My grandfather's white. Well, was he's passed. Rest in peace. I never met the nigga. Um, Irish at that. I got like a, like a little, there's a little bit of Irish, but then again, another thing, don't mean to cut you off. There, my family's opposite. Like, I don't think there's anyone. Everybody black. Everybody black. <laughs> and I, for matter of fact, story time, quick story time. So in high school, right, um, I ended up taking a black girl to prom. Long story short, a nigga went through like six prom dates to finally get to, <laughs> before, I, before I finally got to someone in prom. Like, niggas was like, I canceled on them and canceled on me. It's a whole bunch of shit, a whole bunch of shenanigans. My mom literally told me, she was like, I'm so happy you found a black girl to take to the dance. And from that on, from then on, that's been her energy. Like, make sure she's black. I'm not going to say it, but make sure she's black. <laughs> pretty much. That's been her energy. So it was like, Again, if love is love is love is love is love. If I fall in love with someone who's not black, I'm a I'm a I'm a be okay with it. But bringing her bringing her to mom and mom it just especially if it's a white woman, mom just looking at me, looking at her like mm. would prefer to avoid that. But continue with your with your uh, 
Um, so it's not like I could bring a white person home. Nobody's going to look at me funny. I My first, like, boyfriend, I'm saying this with air quotes, was when I was in Australia. He was my first kiss. That nigga was white. It was cute, though, because what do they call in in the uh, ocean where it's, like, the all of the fish? Coral the reef? The bio. I, I, girl, I ain't never touched an ocean, and I'm not going never, to. Never, ever? Like, I, I mean, I've been to, like, I've been to I've been to the coast, but I'm never but I'm not I, I stay on land. I swam in the Great Barrier Reef and got caught a cramp because I saw a shark and got scared. See, no, fuck no, fuck all of that. I'm good. I'm good on land. And I went to the Great Barrier Reef before I died. Rest in peace. I also got to swim. We got to go snorkeling and they had um, wild dolphins. So I've been snorkeling with wild dolphins. <laughs> We're gonna have all right, but listen. Um, there's so much in the ocean that we have no idea about. That I'm just gonna, I'm cool with just not knowing because every it feels like every two weeks they find some new random ass scary ass looking creature in the ocean. And I'm like I'm straight. I'm good on that. I'm gonna stay on land. Super no, super no. But uh, continue about your uh, first boyfriend white man story. Anyways, the bio something. I bet I have to look it up. But when when the fish kind of illuminate in the neon colors, mm-hmm. and I had my first kiss in that part of the aquarium. It was so cute. Listeners, can someone like if when you listen to this, tell me what that was, what what the actual proper term is? Because I have no clue. I'm not googling it. I just don't feel like it. But they have one down in um, Puerto Rico too. Okay. You know, it's bio something, bio whatever. Um. Anyways, so yeah, and then I dated an Asian guy. And then a couple years ago, I dated another white guy. And now here we are, dating a white guy with a ginger beard. <laughs> you are dating Paul Bunyan. <laughs> dating Conor McGregor. My man said he's moving to South Africa on the first date. And I was like, cool, whatever. Like, see you. But uh, he's a little consistent. I just, I don't know. Now I'm at the point where I am, like, I'm older. Dating interracial when you're younger, you don't think about those things because you don't think about race like that. I'm sure today's kids do, but. Like, growing before, before niggas. Before social media. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You you just thought you could just find a little baby who could listen and just be about it that way. But now. Now you can't. Nope. But, yeah. So, you said he's inconsistent or he's consistent? Every Friday, he has a date planned. Except for when we went to the Reds game, it was raining. Now he wants me to go to the uh, Oktoberfest this weekend, and it's supposed to be raining. And I just really want to send him a gift, being like, I'm black. Did you forget? Like, I don't do the rain like that. <laughs> I, sent, I texted him after yesterday morning, and I was like, it's supposed to rain this weekend. And he was like, we can play it by here. Can we not? Can we actually not? Can we just play it by inside? I mean, but those are the small cultural differences that I feel like. Niggas le- would be like, "Oh, it's raining, my nigga. I'm staying in the house." Like, you want to come over next? Like, you want? Yeah, but like, those are the small cultural differences. I think that can add up, and if, if if the foundation ain't strong and filled with love, is like those type of things. And we're not even getting to like the whole, the bigger conversation pieces of like. Yeah, start talking about race because his daddy did vote for Trump. He told me that on the first day, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want to meet your father." And so, but so it's like those type of things. It's, and it's and just the dynamic, the dynamic between African American men and white women, and African American women and white men, historically has just a lot of, just a lot of fuckery. Um, historically, um, going me going even back to like the days where the white man would spread rumors about like the African African man's sexual prowess to like demonize us and say hey we're going to take and fuck all of our white women that's why we need to do x y and z to keep them in line and like the whole mammy culture of like these black nannies out here taking care of their, uh, uh, of these white ba- these white babies and just that whole thing is a it's a lot of context um that that you have to deal with it's almost like starting a, a, a game and you down two touchdowns like mm-hmm. in order to for you to win you got to really really win because like the odds are stacked against it working out because of just the differences um in the play but 
I mean, very and there's double standards with with it as well. Um, I was actually texting someone before I walked in, and she she was like, "I feel like I'm I'm more okay with a black woman dating a white man than I am a black man dating a white woman." Bias that happened in my system too. And I'm gonna be honest. and that bias is bullshit. Is it? It's straight bullshit. Is it? Yes. Um, because here's the thing, and I, I've always said, I've said this multiple times. If a nigga's slandering in order to justify dating his 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 Caucasian woman, I get it. You know, take that nigga to the cleaners. If a nigga's like, I can't deal with no black can't deal with no black woman. She do she too much business that's this, that, that third, whatever. I get it. Cause that cause he's actively putting you down. But there's motherfuckers who don't haven't haven't said a negative word about about a black woman. But they probably don't even pay attention to. Or wouldn't say anything about. But I'm just saying there's a difference between like the amount of people who say negative things about those that they're outside of the those within their race. Is that what I'm trying to say? I don't know what you're talking. I'm trying to follow. Black men be talking more shit when they date out of their race than what black women do when they date out their race. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Who child? We must. We must see two totally different things. Cause like, I acknowledge that there's that there's niggas who talk who talk shit in order to defend their their choice their choice in dating, but. Oftentimes, there's more of, so if we're talking on the flip side, there's also more conversation about negative conversation outside, like from external forces when a black man dates a white woman. Like, mm-hmm, yes. Like, like we, Serena, uh, Meghan Markle, um, who else, like, recently... I know you're not about to put Serena in this and say she didn't get any negative impact from dating her Alexis. All I saw for black women was like, go, sis. From black women. Meanwhile, on you niggers' timelines, y'all were talking cash shit about her. Were we? Why she couldn't get no black man. What's wrong with black men? Well, if we would just take a slight review back into how y'all dogged her out prior to even being with this man, why would she? Go. She went where Liv was, and I. That's bad. As long as you keep that same energy, <laughs> that's all we ask. All we ask. I wish y'all would just like be quiet and go date your outside your race. Like y'all never quiet and go do it. It's always look at this exotic Latino ever man. First of all, that woman should be upset that you are out here trying to campaign her instead of love on her. But you know. Listen, nigga, listen. As long niggas, niggas are allowed to be proud of whoever they date. They just don't. There's a difference between being proud and being arrogantly ignorant. Of course, but but the problem is when I when I see like when when Michael B. Jordan was pictured with a white woman, and just yeah, like typical. Here we go again. Like like look, if if we gonna keep the same energy, everyone just shut the fuck up about who people date, and we just call it a day. But <laughs> I did tell my friends that I was like, ooh, Oktoberfest, though, that might be the one time someone would be like, look at that nigger lover. And I'm reacting. As you should. I mean, I ain't going to tell you how to legislate your, your actions and emotions. But long story short, as long as, listen, we understand there's a whole bunch of double standards. I just hate when people act like it isn't, or act like it's okay. Like, you can't. <laughs> and that's one of the things where it's like, that's one of the things where it's like, that's a double standard in our society where it's like it's okay if a black woman goes off with her white man, but if a, but a black man who goes off with a, a non-black woman, whether it's Latina, Asian, white, whatever the case may be, y'all start y'all start making assumptions and going through everything he got with a fine tooth comb to try to see if there's a pro- some problematic shit he got going on. Just leave everybody the fuck alone. My viewpoint. Anything else? From you and your ginger beard. Oh, I don't really like him. <laughs> what? We go for all this just so you don't like the nigga? No. He's just consistent. But we can get there, but I okay. mean I don't really like him. If he's consistent and you don't like him, why are we doing this? It's what I do. 
That's what I do best, too. I'll keep somebody around until I'm done. You know this is a problem, right? Okay, I just said we talked about this in therapy today. Okay, what else are you talking about in therapy today? Can we, can, can, can we touch on it? Wow. Actually, last week we were talking about, well, so we've been talking about my family and therapy a lot lately, and last week was the first time she said, how has your family dynamic affected how you relate to people in life? And I said that I hold women to a higher standard. Um, I really rely on my friendships and, like, take pride in them. And they're, like, they're, they're extremely important to me. And I just don't really try to cultivate relationships with men at this point with every passing year. It's just I don't don't do enough to stick around to figure out where it's going so yeah i'm kind of using it until it's which i mean which is again that's an issue okay but listen it's there's two sides to the coin one y'all niggas ain't shit so there's that and the other side of it is well i just you said you said yourself you believe in the law of attraction yes fuck you because <laughs> you know i'm right no you're not because like no. if Mm-hmm. That's little, 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 Harlem Shake. Would love to be in a relationship Harlem Shake. Guys. Harlem Shake your way out of this. I can. I can Harlem Shake my way out of this. I attract a lot of men, and some of them do want to be in relationships. It's just I'm not going to stick around long enough to find out if I even want to be in one with you. And so the the ain't shit energy that you're radiating off, radiate radiating off. Excuse me. It's probably at some point in in attracting the men that you consider also I ain't didn't shit. Say they ain't shit in my life. I said niggas in general ain't shit. I just told you I don't stick around long enough to find out. You, the smallest inconvenience, and I'm out. Again, because you on fuckery and trash. I am on fuckery and trash. I didn't say the men I date are. But, so, I think that also a tiny bit colors the way you view everything else. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, so... Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, because I'm a type of nigga, if you do the bare minimum to me, I'm more than likely just going to do the bare minimum to you, and we just going to be some bare minimum ass niggas. Okay, viral tweet. But we did talk about that in therapy. I was like, she was like, so what do you expect? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know what romance looks like, girls. Like, I mean, I've experienced romance. That's not fair, but I just... I ain't been in no relationship. I was like, I don't know what it, I, I don't know when you, like, when do you look at somebody and be like, ooh, I want to be with you. She was like, do you ever look at the people you're dating and be like, what does the future look like with you? Like, do you think about having kids or getting married? I said, I don't allow myself. Like, what are you talking about? And she's just looking at me like, are you being serious? And I'm like, she's looking at yes. She's looking at you how you looked at my bro last week. Like, like, are you trolling right now? Because, all right, so, so, so. Oftentimes, and kind of going into a little bit deeper, it seems like we'll go over and beyond for for the initial person, right? Whatever that initial person is. Let's call that person patient zero. We'll go above and beyond for patient zero. Patient zero will do some fuck shit, hurt us, and then the next person we'll do the bare minimum for. But not only will we do the bare minimum for that next person, but we will we will demand that that next person go above and above, just above and beyond, excuse me, just to get their bare, just to get our bare minimum. And if you get someone like me, I'm just like, well, who the fuck do you think you are? Because, like, and that's where the initial breakdown goes in, and that's where that vicious, vicious cycle starts. I guess I don't have to worry about people giving me their bare minimum. Because people just don't. For me. They just don't give you bare. They just don't give me. I mean, or it could be their bare minimum. And they're just even better when they're actually like all it. But you don't stick around to find out. I don't stick around to find out. But that's me. Like, I don't stick around to find out. And because it's like. you. I told y'all a couple weeks ago, I am the trash. (laughs) I'm the toxic person in my dating life. Uh, it's just it's one of those things where because if we be, if we're gonna believe in law of attraction we got to believe in every part of law of attraction not just the parts that like make sense to us and so like 
it makes sense that if you're just like, mm-mm, like I saw some, I saw some, some girls Instagram posts where, you know, how they designed it to be all cute and inspirational where it was like, I'm no longer letting my, my walls down for people. If you want to see what's on the inside climb. And I'm like, you don't realize how fucked up that sounds, right? Like you want me to do 130% to get your hundred. I mean, honestly though, just that, when women do it, I don't see an issue with it. You don't see an issue with anything women do? Because I hold women to a higher standard in general. I hold everyone to the same standard. I don't. That's People are do. trash. Do not do that. People are trash. And it's, it's, it's fucked up that we try to give one side of... I hold women and non-cis hetero men to, to a higher standard. Because I just think we lost one with the cis hetero, so... Figure it out from there, girls. Look, moral of the story. Y'all, people can't continue to. It's one of the things where it's like, you say about black men all the time that we don't want equality. We just want to become the oppressors. Yeah. But this dynamic of like, you have to do 130% to get my, y'all are trying to become the oppressors yourselves. No. Mm Mm-mm. Because that would be if the if the base was at the same. It's not, and it hasn't been. Ooh, no, but thank you for trying. Nah, like because it's one of the things where it's like, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, and and in this case, this tit for tat that like, oh, I need to do X, Y, and Z to make up for A, B, and C. It's just going to lead to everyone losing, <laughs> like. Yes. No. Definitely. Uh-uh. Disagree, but I mean, we ain't got to agree, but I disagree with what you're saying. In the comment section, you know, let let, let us know what you think, because we just not going to see eye to eye on this one. I, I, and it's just, it's no point in us going back and forth when we just not going to agree, because you, you subscribe to a level of fuckery that I'm just not about right now. <laughs> is that what it is? That's part of it. <laughs> sure. And... We're just gonna call it what it is. Um, and so we kind of touch on the last thing. Last thing before we get to the questions that we were going to get to last week. So what's what's your name again? Slick. Um, Slick Woods. Slick Woods. So there's a, a heated discussion about attractiveness because some you know she walked New York Fashion Week for Rihanna. And then went into labor, like, almost immediately afterwards. Um, like, she was nine, nine, ten months pregnant, you know, walking down the runway. Which, in that aspect, salute, you know what I'm saying? Salute to the working mother. You know, glad that she was able to do that and hope the baby's healthy. Um, I guess my question is, why do people want to, why do people want to force other people to find certain types of people attractive? Like why 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 can't why can't everyone just not be attractive to certain people? Because it was one of those things where I guess you know because it's social media. People were commenting on Slick's appearance because she she has she's not she's she has like the gap and she has like the short hair and you know this that and the third. She's also a model, but like people were commenting saying like I, I don't think she's that attractive to me. You would have thought they called her every name of the book and some people did call her every name of the book but it's one of those things where <laughs> never mind i just someone compared her to ice jj fish and i lost it that's mean but once you see it you can't unsee it it's, it's one of those things i think slick is pretty but she talked about beyonce but i just think everybody ain't supposed to be pretty to everybody i just i don't go out of my way to on social media call people ugly and I think like I don't understand why people feel the need to do that or like say for instance I think in particular like the cashmere tweet in, involving Slick like somebody uh, cashmere was talking about Slick Woods and how beautiful you know iconic and iconic and you know yeah, just kind of literally all she did was say that to her timeline and then people were like fuck out of here y'all trying to make us think this bitch is beautiful that bitch look like what's the one thing from from Men in Black. <laughs> the, 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 the mutant cockroaches? No. I, but that, that aliens, the alien thing. The long thing. 
I don't know the name of it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, well, anyone said that she, they said she looked like that, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, like, you clearly don't find her attractive, but why would you feel a need to say something about it on this post? Like, you literally just keep scrolling. And I guess my... I logged off of Twitter, because fuck y'all. Because the kind, but the thing is, social media, Twitter and social media in general is pretty much that. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a diary that you write that everyone can see. And it was built off of that. Now, mind you, now I'm not, I'm not saying go out, like go out the way to hate on people, but niggas go out the way to hate on everything. Like you could you could say the sky's blue and you have 10 niggas in your mention saying, nah, blah, nah, it ain't blue, fam. Like, niggas are going to argue whatever. And I think for me, because when I took my little break, I, had, I just had to understand that that was, that was going to be what it is. And, you have, and I had to, like, recalibrate my mind in order to understand that. Because it's just one of those things where it's like, everybody, everything ain't for everybody. And the, the earlier... And the more often we just realize that everything ain't for everybody and stop trying to make certain things for everybody, I think the better off we'll be. Now let's get into these mailbag questions because I owe, we owe the people some questions answered. All right. First one. You ready for this? Are you ready for the first question? Mm-hmm. So... Someone asked. Actually, exactly. Telly who asked us. She was like, because I, I, I asked, like, all right, so what do y'all want us to talk about? And she said, how niggas don't really know how to show what affection is. Like she was mad angry. Me too, bitch. Me too. I told my therapist today too. I said, actually, she said some really insightful things, but I think I need to like start taking a journal so I can write them down. So because there are things like I feel like other people could use have a use of hearing. right. I'm going to start writing down the things she says. I need to life my sessions for everybody. Um, but I told her today, I was like, I'm not affectionate. Like, <laughs> my friends say I date like a nigga because after, like, five minutes of cuddling, I'll be like, ooh, got to go. And I told her, I was like, sometimes, like, if they fall asleep, I sneak out in the middle of the night. And I don't, like, tell them I'm leaving. I just leave. Yeah, I mean, but I think affection all deals with feelings. I think if we just... Jesus Christ. We talked about that in the interview too. I said, I don't like to tell people I like them. I, and I even said to her, I said, ew, so you expect me to be like, oh my God, I have a, I like you so much. I was like, that even sounds gross coming out. I was like, why would I do that? No. <laughs> Next. Because you want niggas to be mind readers and clairvoyance? No. No, I don't. I'm just on to the next one. Thank you so much. <laughs> Nigga will do nothing wrong. And <laughs> I told you, y'all think I'm playing slightest inconvenience. Oh, it's fine. Next. Jesus Christ. But I do recognize that will become a problem when I, I am, like, officially ready to settle down. It's a problem now. Listen, I'm not ready to settle down now, so it's not necessarily a problem. But it will be when I hit, like, my 30s and the conversations I've had with, like, my friends in their 30s. Like, because you've found this accessibility to so many people, it, you don't know when to just... Listen, just because just because you didn't get into a car crash doesn't mean your brakes don't need to be fixed. Like your brakes are still bad, even if you're able to stop, they're still bad and need to be replaced. The same shit applies here. I'm like an alignment, like a car in need of an alignment. Like it might get shaky if we're slowing down from sixty miles per hour. You know what I'm saying? You sound more like you got some bad brakes. And like you, you gotta like you, you gotta stop like a block and a half before you're supposed to stop. Otherwise, you'll crash into the next person. Go, go get that shit fixed. Well, I'll be crashing into the next person. Go get that shit fixed. Go to AutoZone and get and get some goddamn brakes. Don't worry, I'm in therapy for it, but it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I know somebody can relate to me. Let's let's converse. Mm-hmm. But long story short, stop dating niggas who don't like you. Cause nigga, when, when people like you, if they're not people like Stephanie, they generally are affectionate. So I'm just here for the people who have experienced things in their life that made them a non-affectionate person. Come to good death row. 
That that might be the worst record label ever if, if that's what you starting. Hey, 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 everyone who's cold as ice, come over here. We can be cold as ice together. We can and have our love and not share it with people because fuck them. I share my love and affection with my friends. I'm super affectionate with my friends. Making up for the, the fact that you're not affectionate with anyone else. It makes sense. Okay, just I'll, I'll I'll take that as an acknowledgement of an I'm right. Whoa! Wow! All right. See ya. <laughs> so, <laughs> next question. Um, we're gonna get through a couple. Oh yeah, Telly. No, these niggas ain't affectionate. They are though. But you just gotta, you just gotta find someone who likes likes you for you <laughs> instead of likes you for what you could do for them. Um. We'll touch on that. I, I, we'll touch on that next episode because y'all y'all got a whole bunch of confusing and contradicting ass statements. Because actually, fuck it. We we'll go. We'll fuck it. We go live. <laughs> Stability is more attractive. Austin and I decided this last year. We decided like I see myself. I don't know. Like yeah, I date a whole bunch of people. Whatever. But like I think the thing that like separates somebody like stability and stability can be like a bunch of things. For most people, for you, it's not. <laughs> for most people, it yes. Is a bunch of things. Thank you so much. Um, you know what? I, I'll leave. We'll touch on that because we ain't got we ain't got the time to go deep into it, I, and I don't, I don't have the patience to deal with it right now. Um, next next topic. So, the homie wanted to, uh, us to touch on blocking your own blessings, and if you put some parentheses, think about the short guy comment. So, mining story time. So I'm out here a couple of weeks ago, again, doing some volunteering because I need good karma in my life. And I figured the more volunteering and the more stuff I do for the less fortunate, the more good karma that will come in handy when I need it. Because I ain't playing with, I ain't playing with these demons. Um, so we're volunteering and then this one this one woman who admittedly is tall. She's about a solid five foot eleven, six foot without heels. And She's talking about like how she can't like she can't date no one shorter than her. Like and it's one thing if you're like five four you say, I can't date no one shorter than me. I get it because but you six foot. The average male is five eight. I don't blame her. <laughs> but the thing is we cause we because mind you, all of us besides one person as far as the men in the group are taller than her. Like we're all thankfully above six foot. And there's one who Probably makes the most money about all of us. Engine, he's an engineer, getting dough. Well, but, money isn't but this is why this is why I consider it blocking your own blessings. Is it blocking, or are you going for the next one? Because why take one when you could have both? Because get a nigga six foot and an engineer. You, you're familiar with the term gambling, right? Yeah, but sometimes. Hey, but we're not gonna tell women to be out here settling. If she don't want to date nobody that's not six feet, don't be out here dating nobody that's not six feet. You want somebody that there's a difference between you vertically in the bedroom <laughs> at the same height. And let's be real. Let's be real. Niggas are the same height in the bedroom if we keep it in the hundred. No, you're not. Yes, we are. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Trust, trust, trust me. Trust. I, I, first of all, here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not about to be sitting down in no pictures. So I don't appear taller than a man. Or you could find a nigga who's okay with you being taller than him. I wouldn't be okay with me being taller than C- him. Because you block your own damn blessings. That's not blessings. Because okay, so it's one of those. So it's one. Of, it's like one of those things where it's like something that superficial. It's like I don't even know. I'm trying to think of a, pro- a proper analogy. But it's like something that superficial. Is it superficial? Yes. It's like me saying, "I ain't dating. I ain't dating no chick unless she got like D D cup titties and above." That sounds stupid, don't it? No. Y'all do it every day. Huh? <laughs> so here you go with deflections. Um, but it's just one of those things where I just don't think people like. It's very rare. If we keep it at 100, it's very rare to find someone to check off every single box that you have. If And we're just, and I'm just playing the facts. Like, law of attraction, not whatever the case may be, it's very, very rare to find someone who hits 100 on your scan test. 
So. And in this scenario, nigga came pretty, pretty close. Nigga had a 95, but he was like 5'10". You gotta take that up with God, then. Y'all hate shaming ass women as, uh, are beyond you me. Tall. What does that mean to you? Because I have the ability to see shit from every angle. No, why would you want a woman that's that? She said she don't want no nigga that's shorter than her. So she don't need no nigga that's shorter than her. She gonna go find her an engineer that's six feet and... She'd be alright. She's gonna live her best life with somebody who's not vertically challenged. Or she's gonna be single for the rest of her life. And you know what? Or she, not. Or she, she wish that on her just because she don't want a nigga. I'm not. Go, I don't not wishing that on her. I'm. This a very not real. Going to be single just because it's she a, wants a man. It's a single. very. That's a very real possibility. And plus, now, it's I a, think that's the biggest scam that men have like told women. So then they're in their like mid thirties settling for whatever comes their way. And I want to break this, girls. If you want to be single until you're 38, be single until you're 38. If you won't decide you don't need no nigga, then don't need no nigga, okay? Date who you want to date, scammers. That's just just be, scammers. be worthy of the people you want to date. I think that's not too much to ask anyone. How is she not worthy? I'm not saying. I'm talking about in general. Like, ask if. Who isn't worth in the eye of the beholder? Yeah. Then but, who's to say these people won't find people that they're not worthy for? Let's be real here. Let's let's, let's be. Can we be honest? Can we be honest for a minute? I'm probably gonna disagree with you if we're being honest. But go ahead. You disagree with 95 percent of the shit I say. Well, yes. So rather stop me in 46 episodes, nigga. You think it's gonna stop me now? And you just said, "Can we be honest?" And I said, All right. "I'm honestly gonna disagree with you." Because like, if a if a nigga slanging drugs. And not like, not like a high level nigga, like a low level nigga, a nigga on the corner, slinging drugs. Did Kanye just give him a speech? I don't give a fuck about Kanye right now. Kanye, Kanye out here on some bullshit. Um, Chance the rapper knows. Sorry, this is this is me interrupting with something off topic. I just hope that Chance the rapper knows that he's being used. I I don't think he cares because he still holds Kanye to that. I wouldn't either. That nigga don't make good decisions. Um. Anyway, if a nigga, if a if a quarter boy wanted a CEO, we he may get her, but we also have to be honest. Like, eh, you're probably not gonna get that one, fam. Might want to set your expectations a little, little somewhere more realistic. The same can be said for some for someone who's a fucking insert whatever random job you want to insert asking for all of these different things and and a potential partner you may get it i may hit the lottery tomorrow is it likely no that's what i'm talking about shit may happen you may fall you may fall in love and pretty woman to shit up you may do whatever you may do i think you have this thing that all women are like dating like me they're not most of these women out here are trying to find love so they'll be all right just ladies don't listen to this don't settle. Please don't settle. Whatever you do, don't settle. There's a difference between settling and then having realistic expectations. Who's to say they're not realistic? Why would you say that? Why Why would you go around saying that somebody doesn't have real... What makes you say that somebody's expectations aren't realistic? Okay, I'll answer that. The, what makes me say that is how directly related to how that particular person carries themselves. Because if it's like... If I didn't study for a test, I can expect to get an aim on it. But is it realistic? Not really. I could I could try out for the Bengals tomorrow without any training and expect to make the team. Is it realistic? Not really. The same shit goes for a lot of these people. Like you can expect to get X, Y, and Z, but unless you're preparing to be able to receive X, Y, and Z, it's not fucking realistic. Shoot, yes, shoot for the stars, shoot for the moon, but you got to at least prepare to aim that motherfucker. Who says that they are? And if they are, more power to them. So then why would you say? Because a lot of these motherfuckers aren't. So why didn't you say that? I did, I think I did no, say that. No, did not. I think you I... were trying to make it all flowery and cute. You need to just say what you meant. Calvin said y'all ain't worth it. That's what he was trying to say. So, I mean, there you go. He said it, not me. I think you're all worth it. I think you should go with after whatever you want in life. And there's a lot of statistics to back up that you absolutely should. So don't settle, ladies. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Just actively work for the shit. That's all I... Like... (laughs) 
Motherfuckers ain't even trying to work from the goddamn thing. Anyways, um, we got time for about one more question. All right. Even though it is getting hot, it's still hot as fuck out here. Um, one of my homies wanted to talk about things to do in the city when it gets cold. I think that's a good, like, topic to kind of wrap this up on. You got any ideas? Ice skating. Ice skating. Ice skating. What do I do during the winter? I go to the Festival of Lights. I skate. It's about it. <laughs> In <the same> house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I usually... Yeah, that's about it. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So here, here okay, here's what I hope y'all since, you know. So, I So ice skating, uh festival lights are definitely two things that you want to check out. Um Oktoberfest, why do I think Oktoberfest was later than this? No, that's this weekend. Um I think it fucks me up because it's called Oktoberfest. It's not in October. Um, Did you know we have the second largest in the world? I did because Cincinnati has a very large German heritage. It's a German town. Yeah. It's a very large German heritage. That's all it makes sense. Only one largest in Germany, I'm assuming, right? Munich. Germany. I don't know why you pronounce it like that, but sure, <laughs> live your best life. Um, so ice skating festival lights. Um, if if they're a fan of uh sports, maybe take them to a game. If the hockey games are, you can go dollar beer night. Um, they still have there's still the art after darks in the art museum. Definitely, you know, art exhibits. Um, you can, you know those crit. You know when before it gets too too cold, you can still take walks to the park. They got a whole ass Ferris wheel on the banks that's only up until December, so take advantage of it before it goes. Um, what else? Um, honestly, a lot of movies come out during the winter because they know niggas ain't trying to really be out and out and about like that. So movies, obviously, um, concert season's kind of wrapping up. Um. But there's still, like, shit going on with, like, the there's mad plays in the city. There is one other topic that I did want to touch on, but you finish this, and then I want to talk about it. Um, There's mad plays in the city. You can still go, and honestly, what I do is there's a things to do section on Cincinnati.com, as well as a couple different websites in the city that will kind of... That, I see the Three Stooges. I do like doing that every year. Like, that will definitely help, Um, as well as, yeah... Just do your research. It's Cincinnati restaurant restaurant week is next week, but that's a little yeah is it? yeah. <gasps> hey niggas, if you get a random text from Stephanie saying hey I miss no, you, just ignore see. it. Ha, ha, ha. No, that's not how I get dates. D- just ignore it. Ignore. Man, I already have enough people to text that I'm already texting. See, that's what y'all be fucking up. Delete you your, just take people out of your rotation. I used to. Periodically check in. You are a nigga because I, I mean. And I do it better than niggas, honestly. Because <laughs> niggas, hey, hey. <laughs> niggas don't niggas don't care. Because if you if you ghost me and come back, it is what it is. They'll still talk to you. Because we've been talking to five other, like five other people in the meantime. Me too. So it is. And what I want to talk to you right now too. What's up? Delete her number and, and be blessed, gentlemen. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> delete, put put it in the Kyle Kaepernick like uh, meme uh, file. D- delete her number. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta believe in something, even if it means deleting her number. Oh, you'll still talk to me. You'll see me out. You'll ask me what I'm doing. What's your topic that you wanted to touch on? I wanted to talk about the colorism that the three youngest Kardashian girls are going to face. Kardashian, Jenner, West. But them. The, the, Scott, Webster. The clan. The clan. Thompson. Thompson. Children <laughs> are going to face. Especially a little true. Yeah. She has the darker tone. And all you fuck-ass adults. I don't think anybody that listens to our podcast would be that ignorant. But all you fuck-ass adults, the other ones, in the cases there's one on here that listened in listening and did that stupid shit, 
I would just like to say to you, I hope you die in your sleep. And I'm the mean one out of us two. And I'm the I'm the grumpy. I say, whatever. I say it with a smile so it, it comes off a little bit easier. Nigga, they can't see the smile. Um, I have a strong belief that if you say things while smiling. No. Uh-huh. No. They even tell you that in business etiquette. Send an email with a smile. But that doesn't change the fact that you told people to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, die in your sleep. You're talking about children. Die, please die in your sleep. You're talking about you out here talking about people's kids. I, but if you, you what you if you gonna say it, say it. What you tell me? I do say it. I hope you all die in your sleep. But, but don't say it with a smile on my face and make you think that's better. Like that's fucking pointless. I, I do. I just I think it's unfortunate that this child is all of five months. Minding her child ass business. Yes. Cause like she five months old, she don't know what the fuck going on. So all she do is wake up, cry, eat, sleep. And repeat <laughs> like she don't do much um but i mean and that's one of those things where it's sad it's sad to see that people actively are trying to like rain on the, a five months old parade you know what i'm saying saying how she's not cuter than the than her cousins and they're so much cuter because they're light-skinned and the crazy thing is coming from a whole bunch of black people and they can't even realize how they have institutionalized racism or institutionalized colorism breeding in them like there's that first of all all three of those kids are outrageously gorgeous like those are some beautiful ass adorable someone someone said who said it um someone said that courtney's kids is gonna grow up feeling left out because they ain't gonna be able to say nigga and the other kids are (laughs) 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 but just leave, leave, leave children alone, man. Like, stop. Just leave, leave kids alone. Kids, listen. Kids are the last pure thing we have on this earth. They, like, they are pure until we as an adults how, exactly fuck them up. This is how you fuck up. This is how we have fucked ass adults. Because here, at five months, you're experiencing colorism. Where do you become but bitter as you grow up from there? And the thing about who her parents are, um. I'm not even going to touch on that Jamaican-ass nigga because there's a lot happening there. But the Kardashian-Jenner clan have made their millions off of selling everybody's insecurities back to them. Yeah. So what do you do when your child has the insecurity? That's you. You and, cultivated this this culture. And also, truth be told, True, that's her name, right? True's, True Thompson. She's, there's very likely that in most spaces that she is going to be in she'll be the darkest person there because of just it's the kardashian jenner clan like they who they run with because travis is so dark there is a chance that stormy will get darker as she gets older chance chance because kylie jenner is white white it's not like with the kardashians being half this makes me really think that chloe's daddy really is oj's husband it it is Kind of darker. She black. She black. Like North is like there. Fair skin. Mixed mixed, mixed baby. But True is a blackity blackity black black y'all. Yeah. So I'm starting to think. OJ OJ did it. And I don't really want you know. That ain't my place. But OJ did it. If OJ did something, he did that. He did. He did a lot of things. OJ did a lot of shit. So shout out to you, Chris Jenner. I still aspire. Some girls want to be Kim. I want to be Chris. I I don't want to be none of these motherfuckers. Chris has goals. Bitch, she turned nothing into everything. And then told, said, you guys are so ugly. Watch my kids sell you your insecurities, and you're going to eat it up. And what has it been? Like 12 years and niggas have been eating it up? Wait, did the Kim K sex tape drop that long ago? Yeah, it was like mid two thousand. God, we're old. Oh God. Oh man. Um. On that I think note. In like two thousand six. God, we're old. On that note. Um. Wrapping this thing up. Again, listen, like, share, subscribe. Our last episode was the most listened to episode we've ever had, and it happened very quickly. So for all those who did listen, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, 
Um, anyways, um, continue to reach out to us on our on my social media because you deleted all your apps. Sure did. Um, and, a breaky break. And uh, all of our social medias is in the description below. Continue to reach out to us with anything you want us to discuss or any comments, feedback, suggestions, or concerns. Signing off. It's your boy C. Diddy. And Stephanie. We out. Like bills on me blue. Uh-huh. Like a bruise. Uh-huh. Better yet. Uh-huh. Bruce Cruz. Bills on me blue. Uh-huh. Like a bruise. Uh-huh. Better yet. Uh-huh. Bruce Cruz